What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and team. Happy holidays, everybody, and congratulations on winning your fantasy championship, or just congratulations on having an awesome season, or... The third option, door number three, congratulations on playing into week 17 and playing for your league championship. Adam Azer and Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg, it's Christmas Eve. Hope everybody is, you know, merry and bright and all that stuff. We welcome you to the Fantasy Football Today Road Tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal Pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. I can't believe how much time I spent yesterday debating Aaron Boone versus uh, Aaron Jones versus Mike Boone. I made the right decision, thankfully, guys. It's yes, like choosing between Aaron Boone and Joe Girardi. Aaron Boone, yes, there, there you go. I took me a se- I don't know why it took me a second to get that joke. It was very obvious. It was, that it was, it was good. made for you, bud. Thank you, thank you. Yes, Mike Boone. If we look at start percentages, we're gonna look back a little bit on Week 16 and last night's game, and you know everything that was at stake. You look at start percentages. Uh, the most started running back in championship games was Mike Boone. Christian McCaffrey was second, but Mike Boone was started in 41.5 percent of CBS Sports leagues. Aaron Jones 27.5 percent. So, um, you know, it's. You know, he's a waiver wire pickup. Not all of the Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey owners made the finals, so this makes sense. But he really let us down with a terrible game. And uh, what'd you get? You know, what's your takeaway there? Uh, the Vikings stink. <laughs> uh, they missed Alvin Cook. You know, I mean, it, it, he's this. This this was the the downside of what you know we were talking about, and it was a terrible downside. You know, so. It was run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle, and he couldn't do anything. You know, there was no bounce in his game. There was no getting to the outside. They, they didn't really give him much of a chance. Um, the fear of, you know, he's talked about this a lot. It, it came to fruition about no work in the passing game. Uh, that was all Ramir Abdullah, especially once they got behind. So uh, you're not going to see Dalvin Cook in week 17 for sure. The Vikings are locked into the sixth seed. So for those of you that are still playing, um, and we may see Alexander Madison if they decide to trot him out there to see if they can get a win. But if it's Mike Boone and Amir Abdul again, ugh, I'd rather play Amir Abdul. And yeah, Boone ended the game with uh, 11 carries, 28 yards. He also had one catch for five yards. Whereas Aaron Jones had an amazing game, 23. And you know, when he fumbled, when Aaron Jones fumbled, 
on the first drive. I was like, oh my gosh, I am in trouble here. And Jamal Williams comes in, but Jones ends up with 23 carries, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. He also fumbled. He had two catches. Jamal Williams got hurt in this game, had a shoulder injury. But, uh, you know, I, the, I think what's interesting here, like, at the beginning of the year, Aaron Jones, to me, I remember saying this on the show, he was one of the most difficult draft day decisions. You just didn't know what the workload was going to be. You had games against the Vikings and the Bears to start the season, and I was nervous that he would get off to a bad start and lose his grip on the starting spot. You know, he, he's not exactly proven in terms of health. He's going to end up being, I don't know where he's going to finish, uh, going to definitely be a top five running back. I don't know if he's going to be like a top three running back, but you know, Aaron Jones had a great, great season. And Dave, uh, I'll throw it over to you. I agreed with you back in the preseason on Aaron Jones. He was one of the players that I was the most nervous about. It was the schedule. It was the lack of success of running backs with Aaron Rodgers. It was um, his his injury history. It was sharing the ball. And it, it was an overall belief that yeah, all, all the talk about the Packers trying to run the ball more was just a facade and that it was still going to be Aaron Rodgers doing his thing. And you know what? The run game has been huge for Green Bay. And it was, again, in this game. Aaron Jones has played great. I'm going to get you the numbers on Aaron Jones and where he's finished through 16 I, weeks. I have it right, in fantasy. right now. You got he's it. So where, where is he? He's he's number two in non-PPR, and yep. I think he's number two in PPR as well. Average 15.9 fantasy points per game in non-PPR. And it was a roller coaster ride. There were weeks where he gave you two or three fantasy points. There were a lot of those. But then there were a lot of weeks where he was a lot better. I think people will, assuming that things stay the same in the backfield in Green Bay, I think people are going to take him with a second-round pick next year. Oh, that's without question. He may be a first-round pick, depending on how things go. Yeah, I don't think I put him in the top 20 that I sent over to Jamie that we're going to be talking about on HQ, but I might have to uh, I might have to reevaluate that. But certainly his path was an unusual one with so many bad games. Now, in terms of this game last night, I'm not sure if there was a particular, you know, it wasn't one of those plays like, oh, I lost on the on a kneel down. I lost my championship or something like that. I lost on this. It wasn't one of those type of exciting games with like a thrilling finish. It wasn't one of those where he most dirt fumbles at the end of the game on a lateral and that cost someone a, a league. Uh, but maybe Devontae Adams dropping that touchdown pass. Uh, maybe you started a quarterback in this game. Maybe you started Adam Thielen. You know what? Uh, we, uh, you know, it, it's over. It's over. It was a somewhat anticlimactic finish with that Sunday night and Monday night game to the season. But if you won, congratulations. Let's talk about the waiver wire, guys. Um, by the way, if you have a question for me and Jamie on Wednesday's show, you can leave it as an Apple podcast uh, review. We're doing a show on Wednesday. Going to be a lot of your questions, some tough calls. So uh, Apple podcast review. I don't know that we're going to have a, a mailbag show on Saturday. So get them in. ASAP so we can see them on Wednesday. And if you want to win a t-shirt, I'm actually wearing the Fantasy Football Today t-shirt, but you can't see it because I'm freezing because my heat's broken. Come on, show it. Show it. sweatshirt on. Show it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. FFT. There it is. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean show that. Okay, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you can win. uh, Comment on uh, on our Facebook giveaway uh, on Fantasy Football Today, the group. Who will you not draft in 2020? Do you guys have a do not draft player for next year? Already? Um, I mean, based on ADP, it'll probably be Lamar Jackson. I, I don't have anybody that's like outlandish. There's guys I'm already nervous about. I'm worried about Amari Cooper, for example. And I'm not going to take any quarterback too high. Yeah, I don't. I think maybe Zach Ertz feels like somebody. Yeah, you talked about that on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he yeah, cracked his rib. You don't like him? <laughs> no, because I like Dallas Goddard quite a bit. And, well, it's uh, not about and Goddard. And I like Miles it's... Sanders. Right. 
and the receivers yeah. that they add. Right. And I think it's going to become Miles Sanders' team because he's the greatest ever. All right, here we go. To the <laughs> waiver wire. First this is of all, it's going to be an interesting week for him. That vaunted Giants run defense. No, because Jordan be Howard's easy. back. Let's see what the usage is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about that because Jordan Howard is coming back. Derrick Henry expected to play the Seahawks. Uh, they signed Robert Turbin and Marshawn Lynch. Which one do you prefer? Travis Homer. That's the one. James Conner has a thigh injury. Uh, Benny Snow or Travis Homer? Uh, Homer. Homer. Spencer Ware hurt his shoulder for the Chiefs. And Damian Williams is like 79% owned. There's a realistic chance that he's available in some leagues because he's been an afterthought and he's been injured. So I'll, we'll talk about him later. Josh Jacobs could play. DeAndre Washington obviously would be a, a trendy waiver wire pick this week. Uh, DJ Moore, concussion. Tyler Boyd hurt his leg. That's interesting Do you, because he came back. Do we know anything yep. about Tyler Boyd right now? Don't know if there's anything significant there. He did finish the game. Um, let's see if he practices this week. See if he goes against the Browns. Okay. Will Fuller's out with a groin injury. Jamie, in the list he gave me this morning, had Kenny Stills ahead of Greg Ward. And I think it's outlandish, Jamie. I'd rather have Greg Ward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's uh, have a fake fight about it. So... Kenny Stills, he's played enough games, like five games without Will Fuller or with Will Fuller leaving with an injury. He's been bad pretty much every time except for one game. So I don't want to trust him. Whereas Ward, I think, is going to just, just destroy the worst pass defense in football right now. Uh, Sure. Take Ward first. I don't care. Oh, man. No <laughs> Christmas Eve fight. I'll All change right. it. I'll put All Ward right. ahead. I mean, I, they're, they're, uh, Ward, Ward has a higher ceiling. I'm with you. Dave, how do you feel? Uh, I like Ward. Yeah, and part of it is that Zach Ertz has a fractured rib. His status is unknown right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram won't play. RG3 is going to start. They're going to be resting a lot of guys, as many as they can, I guess, in Baltimore. Kyler Murray has a hamstring issue, so we don't know about him. It could be Brett Hundley at the Rams this week. Mason Rudolph is not expected to play. It's going to be Devlin Hodges at Baltimore in a must-win game. Dwayne Haskins is out. Case Keenum will start at Dallas. So uh, who are the top waiver wire priorities? Dave and Jamie, who do you got? Just overall waiver wire priorities. Then we'll do position by position. Go ahead, Dave. You go ahead, man. This is your bag. Um, <laughs> you want me to do it? <laughs> I mean, DeAndre Washington, if he's still available, just because of what he should be able to do, as we've seen now in two starts, he's been fantastic. And I think the Raiders love success running on Denver. Um, if you can... You know, I, I guess I'll just give you one of these positions. I, I would look at RG3 if you need a quarterback just based on who's the most available. Daniel Jones would be my favorite if he's still out there just because of what he did last week and the matchup that he has in front of him. And then if you need a receiver for this week, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who um, who is still out there because, you know, the the percentages to me are kind of hard to judge because of, you know, one one or two teams still or two two to four teams remaining from last week and now two teams left. But Justin Watson, you know, I think just given what this offense is for Tampa Bay and the and the matchup that they're facing, he would be my favorite receiver to go get. What about Hunter Renfro? Uh I don't buy what he did last week as being sustainable, but yeah, he's on the list. I mean, he's getting a good dose of targets and I wonder if that's just going to continue in a matchup that Oakland figures to throw the ball quite a bit in against Denver. Um, I don't know if they throw the ball quite a bit. You don't think so? No. I think they do. Uh, I like him. I like Steven Sims. Uh, I like. I, I would go with Homer over Marshawn, and I know that sounds crazy, and Marshawn's definitely the more fun story. 
trusting a 33-year-old running back who hasn't played any football in the past year to come in and save your fantasy season in week 17 just doesn't seem likely, I guess. So makes me nervous. And I wonder if Justice Hill ends up being the best running back in Baltimore. I talked about this on Sunday too, Adam, how Mark Ingram's hurt. Maybe the Ravens really want to play it safe. They don't want to risk Gus Edwards that much. And Justice Hill just gets a huge opportunity in a meaningless game. Yeah, and then there are guys that are owned in a lot of leagues. Like Brashad Perryman still might be available. Um, Anthony Miller has a, a good opportunity to bounce back this week uh, against Minnesota. They've been really bad against wide receivers. We just, They just can't cover anyone. Um, so those guys could be available. We'll see. Adrian Peterson could be available. Damian Williams could be available. Benny Snell's going to get likely an opportunity against... Baltimore, they won't have Brandon Williams. They didn't have Brandon Williams one time uh, this year, and Nick Chubb rushed for like 165 yards and three touchdowns, whatever it was. Yeah. Are you so, sure it's uh, going to be Benny Snell, though? Because they might end up no. using three different guys. They could go with Kareth White and Jalen Kareth White, too. yeah. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm I, wish, really I wish I could go all in on Snell, it. but I'm nervous that he won't get that big of a... He should be the lead guy, though. I agree. I just don't know if that's what the Steelers are going to do. All right, so let's let's go through it right now. Let's go with the quarterbacks and and let's just assume, you know, that guys are available if they're owned in less than 65% of leagues and Jamie you said that uh Daniel Jones is your number 1 priority. Let me just say this real quick. There's one guy who might be available. He's 84% owned and his last 3 games have been against Baltimore, Pittsburgh and New England. Very feasible that somebody drop Josh Allen. If you see Josh Allen, would you rather have Josh Allen or Daniel Jones? I don't know if Allen's going to play. Right. And if he does play, how much he will, because they're locked into the five seats. So, uh, yeah, he would be a monster if he was playing the entire game with something to play for. But if you're Buffalo at this point, do you risk it? So we- that's the that's the thing. The, the, the three teams that are locked into their playoff spots are Baltimore, Buffalo, and Minnesota. So Baltimore has already given us an indication of what they're going to do. Buffalo and Minnesota have not. Now, I'm sure Mike Zimmer's going to, you know, probably get those questions today and we'll see what he says. Um, He's going to be coy. He's not going to say anything. They they obviously look awful, so they may want to go out there and play to some level, half, three quarters, you know, one quarter, you know, if they feel comfortable enough. Um, And then for Buffalo, same thing. You know, Sean McDermott may want to have his guys out there for a little bit. He may not want to play them at all. So it's it's tough to trust any key member of the Bills, Vikings, and certainly the Ravens right now. There's one more team, too. It's the Texans, who aren't locked into a playoff seed. They might try and go for the three seed in the AFC. That's as good as it gets for them. Otherwise, they're the four seed. It's a matter of whether or not they want to try to avoid playing the Buffalo Bills in the first round of the playoffs. Bill O'Brien says that he's his guy. He's going to try and play to win. It sounds like that means he's going to play his starters, but you can't say with certainty that it's going to be Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins for four quarters. I mean, if the game I gets sideways, though, they at could this point, them. though, from the standpoint of that's the team that they're playing next week if they allow them to win. Right. So, so why play their guys? No, you absolutely play their guys. Knock the, the, the division you opponent try knock out. Them out. I don't want to face the Titans again if I don't have to. I'd much rather play the Steelers. Sure, that's true. Yeah, but they, but they could end do. up play, They're probably going to end up playing the Bills because the Bills are the five, right? Well, that's the other thing is that if they win, they're not guaranteed the three seed. They need to win and the Chiefs no, need the to Chiefs, lose the at Chiefs home against are, the Chargers. Right, so yes, probably, it's help. not going to happen. The Chiefs are probably winning. Right, so, so in all likelihood, we'll the Chiefs is going to be the four, but they, they have a lot to play for. I think getting the three seed and facing... The, the six, maybe the Steelers, the six. He's either going to be the Steelers, the Titans, or the. You'd or the much Raiders. rather avoid Buffalo if you can. Yes, better than the Bills. Yeah, better than the Bills. 
All right. So anyway, back to the quarterbacks. Let Daniel Jones. Yeah, I, it's a good point on Josh Allen there. We don't know what they're going to do with him. They have nothing to play for. Daniel Jones is uh, number one for you. And and who else? And then you look at Andy Dalton. You know, I mean, he's coming off a strong game. Obviously, if he doesn't have Tyler Boyd, that would be troubling. But the Browns, you know, that's a, a matchup that I think he can have some success again. And then the wild card is RG3. Um, you know, I, I think if he runs the same offense Lamar Jackson's running, which I don't imagine is going to change, then he's going to, uh, you know, run around a little bit. Um, it's not like he's going to need the receivers that RG3 may, not, may or may not have been playing with because whether Marquise Brown plays or not, Mark Andrews plays or not, I think he could still have similar type of numbers on the low end of what Lamar Jackson has been doing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had a 20-point day against the Steelers. Would you be surprised if he played four quarters? RG3? Yeah. I can't imagine him not playing four quarters. I can't imagine him playing four quarters because I think they Really? Are, why? I think be, for the same reasons why they won't play Gus Edwards. I think you're going to see Trace McSorley for a decent chunk of the game. I'm, I'm, I would be nervous to use RG3 even in a two QB league, like I'd go to him in a super flex or something like that. If I just really didn't have anything else, I have a hard time believing he'll play the whole game. I, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he played a half and he did okay in a half in this offense, but it's the Steelers. They've got something to play for. He might get you like 13 fantasy points. Yeah, there are a few others. So, so like, is Jones? Are you excited about Jones this week? Because the Eagles have been very hot and cold against quarterbacks lately. I mean, they they were horrible against Fitzpatrick. They weren't very good against Eli Manning. We only scored twenty points. Dwayne Haskins scored twenty two points. And then Dak Prescott had a bad game with ten points. Um, only one of the last nine quarterbacks to face the Eagles has scored more than twenty two fantasy points. But again, you I mean like the Eli Manning Dwayne Haskins game is not good. So. With Daniel Jones being basically the most boomer bust quarterback of the season, um, like how do you feel about him this week? Excited or just kind of a fallback option? Fallback option. Excited. Yeah, I could see a case both ways for sure. Yeah. Uh, coming off forty-five fantasy points at Washington, like who would you start? Tom Brady against the Dolphins or Daniel Jones? Brady Jones. I won't be surprised if Brady tries to uh, move ahead of Drew Brees for the record. Only for Drew Brees to move right back ahead of him. Well, I mean, you know, he, he could he could throw for five against the Dolphins. He could. I like Brady as a top could, 10 yeah. quarterback this week. I think Daniel Jones has more upside. Um, and then how about these names? Any interest in Ryan Fitzpatrick at New England? No. He's outside of my top 12. Brett Hundley at the Rams? No. That's a good one. Very funny. Nice going, Mr. And Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew against the Colts. I tried to rank Minshew higher than I normally do, and I did. I've got him all the way to 18th. He just did not look good. As far as he, he hasn't looked good since no. Uh, London. No. And as far as Andy Dalton goes, uh, the last, you know, mo most of the good quarterbacks to face Cleveland have done well. So I don't like to me, he's like he could have a better game than Daniel Jones because Jones is so hit or miss, but I feel like. I'd much rather pick up Jones than Dalton. Like, do you see a big gap oh, yeah, between the yes. two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jones okay. better than Dalton too. All right, um, running backs, running backs to add. Who we got, Dave? Who are some of your favorites this week? I don't have a long list. Um, I've got Travis Homer at the top of the list. I just think he's the safest. He's going to split with somebody, whether it's Lynch or Turbin or whatever, and hopefully he can get going. Adam, you know that we we've seen enough Travis Homer play college football to know what he's all about. He's he's a decent back, underrated receiving skills, uh, an okay fit for he's that offense. He's tough as nails. He, he is. He's a tough dude. He's special he teams ace. 
But I mean, what what do you think of his speed? He's not exactly a burner, and as, no, as tough right. as nails look, as he was, he's got at a Miami, terrible matchup. I, yeah, that that's the other side. To terrible. It as well. So. But it's week 17. I don't know if you're going to find anybody better than him off the waiver wire outside of DeAndre Washington. Yeah, I, I would see if Gus Edwards is there. Do you think I, I'm just not sold on Gus Edwards playing a big game? I would take Gus a lot Edwards and a half over Travis Homer for the game. I, I yeah, I mean, because like Gus Edwards, they both have bad matchups, by the way. The Steelers very good against right. running backs. The 49ers have right. just been dominant. Yeah, but I mean, um, depending on which members of the Ravens offensive line play or sit, uh, they run pretty much on anybody. Uh, yeah, but they are. Well, gonna, but they're, they're going to be without Yonda two starters. They, yep. Yeah, they're going to be without two of their well, guys, and who knows? Who knows how long they're going to play? It just it makes me nervous to go with them. Well, and I mean, yes, they can't. They can't if sit he plays everybody. a half. They, they can't sit everybody. That's they, true. But they they, can, they only get seven, uh, eight inactives. Right, but, but they can bench guys, and yeah, so but maybe I mean, Gus that, only plays a big role if Justice Hill gets hurt. I, I would imagine it's going to be a split, but I, I still would take the upside of Edwards over Homer because we don't know what the Seahawks are going to do with the two guys that they just signed. It's a fair point. Homer probably wasn't the best name to start this off with, especially when Washington. Well, DeAndre was Washington, there. right? I mean, like, he's oh, got to be. He's the best. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a yeah. top 20 running back this week. He's top 12 for me. Ooh. Yeah, 25 touch, you know 20 touches three weeks ago, 25 touches last week, and two good games. And. Um, and he'll get Denver, and they're they're not bad, but they're you know they haven't been great against the run for in the last five weeks. Uh, and of course, Josh Jacobs could play, but still, you take a shot on Washington there, and and I do think Damian Williams should be brought up because I you know again like I, I think he could be available if Damian Williams facing the Chargers or DeAndre Washington um, facing the Broncos, both available. Who would you pick up? I'd pick up. Damien, because there's a little bit more security there because of the report of Josh Jacobs potentially coming back. So if you're in a 10-team league, an 8-team league, you know, depending if you're still looking at it, you at least want the security of knowing that the guy that just had 20 touches for the Chiefs versus the guy that had 20 touches for the Raiders and may lose his job, as we saw two games ago. You know, I think the fact that Jacobs wants to play is because the Raiders are not mathematically eliminated. So mm-hmm. if he's able to go, he's probably going to want to go out there and try and help them with the slim margin of hope that they have to get into playoffs, you know, I give him credit for that. But, you know, if you're the Raiders at this point, with what Jacobs looked like two games ago, not at 100%, just play Washington. Because it helps you for for 2020. It helps you maybe now, too. But I tell you what, man, the Raiders, four things need to happen, and they're fairly realistic. Like, the Ravens have to beat the Steelers. The Texans have to beat the Titans. The Raiders have to beat the Broncos. What's the other one? The Colts the Bears have to, have lose to beat the, the Jaguars? The Bears have to beat the Vikings. No, they don't. Yes. Really? Yeah, what? because of uh, the win something. I, I read this. I, I didn't oh, see that. Oh, I thought it was the Jaguars have to lose, the Titans have to lose, and the... I saw something uh, with the... the yeah. And the Raiders. And the Steelers. The Steelers have to lose, right. Maybe I read it wrong. There were all good. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think out, that they, they honestly could get things. in. Well, they honestly could get okay, in. Okay, here it is. I don't know if the Raiders, Raiders need four week seventeen games to go their way in order to make the playoffs. This is according to ESPN. They must beat the Broncos and then get wins by the Ravens, Texans, and Colts. Then they also need a victory by one of the following teams: the Bears, the Lions, the Chiefs, or the Patriots, because it gives them. Oh, done. They're going to make the playoffs. The Raiders are going to make the playoffs. All of those wow. things are going to happen. The Patriots are obviously going to win. If they don't, the Chiefs will probably win. The the, the Raiders winning is the one I'm most afraid about, afraid of right now. Because like it's amazing. I afraid of. I want to see it happen. 
No, I mean in terms of I'm sorry to say that right. The Raiders winning is the one that I have the least confidence in. Like I think the Ravens are still going to beat the Steelers. I think the Colts are going to beat the Jaguars. I think the Texans are going to beat the Titans. That one could be tough. I'm not sure about the Raiders, but that like it is funny that they have a fairly realistic long shot to get in, if that makes sense. Hey, yep. if, if Mike Boone is on waivers, would you pick up Mike Boone against the Bears, or would you rather just try for Madison? Nope. I'd rather, I'd rather start pick up Amir Abdullah. Yeah, right. Abdullah is the better guy at this point. Well, and I bet the Vikings will agree plays. with you on that. If Madison plays, though, you go to him, right? I mean, yes, yes. Mad- that, that's Mad- why I put Madison second behind Washington. Okay, so Washington, Madison, Edwards, Travis Homer, carry on Johnson. He had ten carries and one catch. Green Bay seems to be getting a little bit better against the run. Kenny Clark, they were talking about on the broadcast yesterday, defensive tackle. He's taking off. Oh my gosh, Zadarius Smith was amazing yesterday. Yeah, yeah. he just owned that game. Um, and then later we can talk about Patrick Laird, Benny Snell, Frank Gore might get some run. Rex Burkhead's got the Dolphins, um, maybe a little more on Justice Hill. Uh, let's talk about wide receivers and our favorites there. After I tell you about the best app to pick up this week, it, of course, is the Seat Geek app. You looking for tickets for the football playoffs or for basketball or for a concert, comedy, theater, whatever? You're looking for guaranteed tickets. You're looking for 10% or 10 bucks off your first purchase. You download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code FFT. SeatGeek brings in tickets from all over the web. It's enough. You don't have to do the work anymore. You don't have to go searching for bargains and searching for the best prices. SeatGeek does all that work for you. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code FFT. You'll get 10 bucks off your first purchase. You know I use the SeatGeek app all the time, and I get the testimonials from our listeners. They tell me, hey, I use the SeatGeek app. I went to this spring training game. I went to this football game. I took my wife to this concert, whatever it was. They love the SeatGeek app, so you'll love it too. Download the app. Promo code is FFT for 10 bucks off your first purchase. Again, the promo code FFT. And when you use that app, let me know. Give me a shout on Twitter at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. I should know how to spell my name by now, right? All right, how about the wide receivers? JB, who are the top priorities here? Well, I, again, it's, you know, looking at the ownership percentage and figuring out who's still available. So I, I, I like Justin Watson. You know, we saw last week and, and really two of the games without uh, Scott Miller on the field, for what it's worth, but also last week without all three guys in terms of Godwin Evans and Miller, you know, Watson's had a nice target share. He's scored in two of the last three. And I think the match was good against Atlanta. Um, Anthony Miller, I hope is a bounce back game for him. You know, that uh, Javon Wims is not taking over some of his targets and we'll see if Taylor Gabriel does come back, but um, Miller would be second if he's still available. Uh, put Ward ahead of Stills. I'm, I'm fine with that. And then the the guys after that are sort of a, a mixed bag of Renfro, John Ross, uh, Steve Sims, Tajay Sharp. You know, all guys that are getting, you know, boosts, whether due to injury or just improved play. And so you can look at those guys if you want to as well. Okay. Dave, who are your favorites? I like Steven Sims in Washington. I think the the skins with Case Keenum won't miss a beat. They might even be better passing the ball with him than they were with Haskins. And Haskins was coming on strong, and he's earned a role as the uh, the number two receiver there. So I like him. I like Ward against the Giants. It's a great matchup for him. I can't trust Anthony Miller after last week as anything more than a flex. Same thing with Justin. Because one bad game, one bad game, and I just I don't know how the Bears are going to react to this. And if we find out for sure that the Vikings are going to sit all their starters on defense. Maybe I'll buy back in, 
but uh, I'm I'm I I got crushed by Anthony Miller not doing anything in that game. I don't know why they only threw to him two times. The entire offense was totally out of sync. Well, I mean, you know, and I wonder if the, this is the, just the end of the road. I think that's for, just the Chiefs' defense that they're just playing at a different level right now. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I mean, but I, to I, not not scheme up your your second best receiver I, for look the whole game. I, I, I mean, mean, it's that, crazy. It's, it's it's certainly troubling, but I I think you just have to look at what's happened the previous month, and you know. One bad game shouldn't necessarily scare you away to that level. It's not like the I Vikings secondary. I guess it's kind great. of two. No, it's kind of two bad games because three weeks ago he only had four targets. He did catch a touchdown, three for forty-two and a touchdown against Dallas. But the Vikings they have allowed seventy yards or a touchdown to eleven wide receivers in their last five games. They just stink mm-hmm. against the wide receivers. That's so fine. It's not well, bad, but but Dave, you, I, I you, see your stink have... and I raise you the Bears' offense. <laughs> uh, it's fair. You'd rather have uh, Steven Sims than Justin Watson? Yeah. By the way, the Falcons are playing very well right now defensively. It's true. That's Watson's matchup. Yeah, but I mean, you know what Tampa um, Bay is going to do. It's, it's it's basically 10 targets to their top guys. It's true. Five for 43 and a touchdown on 10 targets against Houston. Perryman would be atop the list if he's available, right? Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sterling Shepard might be available. Any interest in him? He's 71% owned. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Shepard yes. or Perryman? <laughs> Perryman. Uh, okay, so there's some names for you. Perryman and Shepard, high end. Then you got Watson, you got Steven Sims, you got Anthony Miller, um, Greg Ward. Yeah, the Giants, as bad as like the Vikings are, the Giants are even worse. They're, they're an embarrassment. Um, you know, Sims, Sims kind of scares me, Dave. Uh, you're a lot higher on him than Jamie is. And he had a huge game against, of course, the Giants, which is why I like... And so did McLaurin, uh, which is why I like Greg Ward. Dallas, not that bad against receivers. They give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. They obviously have a lot to play for here. Um, I'm surprised that you were as high on Sims as you as you are. It's just a matter of a receiver who's getting a lot of opportunities, double-digit targets each of his past two games, five-plus catches each of his last two games. He's been a little touchdown reliant, and that is always nerve-wracking. But I, I think this is a game where Washington's going to throw a lot. And... Why? It's it's YOLO. Why? Because they're going to try and win the game. But that hasn't been how they've operated all season. I know. Bill Callahan. I they're, think they're just going to all of a sudden call last game backup of, quarterback yeah, and try and throw a Last lot. game of the year. Okay. Case Keenum's just going to let it rip. <laughs> okay. I think they're going to trail. And I think Steve Sims is going to be okay. I like the way he's played. Not loving him as like all a right, must-start Deion- receiver or anything like that. I, I'll take him over Anthony Miller. And uh, Deontay Johnson, we haven't talked about. He has three straight games with 60 or more yards. He has two touchdowns in those three games. So he could be an option as well. Yeah, he's playing well, Conley's especially if they emotion. rest some guys. Right. Facing Baltimore. If Baltimore rests some guys. Must win game for the Steelers. All right. How about tight ends, Jamie? Uh, well, first of all, if Tyler Higby is available, because you know, maybe he was dropped. Maybe he's still out there. He's less than 80% owned. It might be less than 70% owned. He's got the Cardinals. Is Tyler Higby your number one tight end this week? Yes. Is he really? Yes. Wow. That hey works for me. So um, pick him up. Who else, Jamie? At tight end. Uh, this is an interesting position. Uh, if you can still find Dallas Goddard, just with the chance of Zach Ertz not playing, um, that's obviously a, a huge priority. If he's out, he would be a top three tight end for me. Uh, John Smith, I think as we've seen with, uh, now Corey Davis going down, but, um, he's been a, a, a nice outlet for Ryan Tannehill and had, I believe it was the, the, the run against the Texans, um, 
three, two weeks ago. Yes. Where they used yes, him as a backfield. Uh, Caden Smith, the connection with uh, with Daniel Jones has been fantastic. So I hope that continues. And then, you know, you're, you're kind of scrapping for parts at that point after those guys. But Hollister and Howard, if they're still out there. Oh, yeah. Well, Hollister actually, I mean, it might seem like he had a bad game, five catches for 64 yards against the Cardinals. He actually led his team in receiving. So it wasn't as if the Cardinals did a good job against the tight end, just to point that out. Uh, O.J. Howard, too. So so Jamie says um, Dallas Goddard, yeah, 66% owned. And, it, you know, what What if Ertz does play? How how excited would you be about Goddard? Giants really can't cover anyone. I have right now Ertz ranked fourth and Goddard ranked seventh. Dave, your take on tight end? Anyone you're excited to add? Love Goddard. Love Janu Smith. I think Jacob Hollister is still worth adding. I would take him third on the list. Uh, and I, I'd still hold out hope for Noah Fant. Probably more so in non-PPR than PPR against the Raiders. It, it feels like Caden uh, Smith and, and Daniel Jones have just worked really well together. What, three starts now? Last three starts for him without Evan Ingram? Yeah, and so it, three, three games together, yep. and he has scored He scored a touchdown at the Bears. He had 70 yards against the Packers. He had 35 yards and two touchdowns against Washington. Now, the Packers and the Redskins, two of the three teams he's faced, two of the worst against tight ends. The Eagles give up, I think, the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Yeah. Haven't really faced a lot of good ones, though. Well, now here comes Caden Smith. Yeah, he's top 10 tight end for me. <laughs> yeah, I have him outside my top 12, but I I, I get why you like him. I, he's easier to like in PPR than none. Yeah, and, and Hollister, I, I cannot say he... I think he has an easy matchup. The, the 49ers really struggle against tight ends. I mean, Hollister himself had eight catches, 62 yards and a touchdown, and he kicked off a run of like five tight ends doing well against them in their last six or seven games. If you can, Hooper did not do well, but he dropped a touchdown in the end zone. Yeah. Where else would he drop a touchdown? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it's, they struggle with, uh, with tight ends. Um, yeah. Anyway, and I don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball that well against the Niners. So yeah, always some good options. Uh, one more name I want to throw out is Jack Doyle. I know he's been bad, but gosh, the Jaguars. OJ Howard at 61 yards. Hunter Henry caught a touchdown. Virgil Green caught a touchdown. Darren Waller at 122 yards. Austin Hooper had seven catches for 82 yards. Any interest in Jack Doyle at 79% owned? Has he played well at all when T.Y. Hilton's been on the field? One of those best game? Maybe. It's just when Hilton plays, he just does not produce, and, and they're going to run all over Jacksonville. He had 10 PPR points once right. when T.Y. Hilton played. So it's a hard, it's a no. Uh, DSTs. Oh, the Chiefs for the win, right? Yes, that would be a good one. Who else? You got the Chiefs. You got the Colts against Gardner Minshew. Yep. You got the Cowboys against uh, Case Keenum, and you got the Falcons against uh, the turnover machine. Broncos, too highly owned? Yes. I like them, but obviously you can't go and find them off the waiver wire, so never mind. All right, Chiefs, Colts, Cowboys, and Falcons. Falcons defense playing better lately. Jameis is that turnover machine that uh, Jamie Winston referred to. Kickers, Kaimi Fairbairn, Nick Folk, Mason Crosby, Austin Seibert. Is the T silent? I don't believe so. I believe it's Seibert. Okay, Cyborg. Yeah. So those are kickers for you. Always check weather. Try to get dome kickers or beautiful weather kickers, something like that. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the waiver. Wow, we'll give you some more names. We haven't talked about Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's been awesome. 
So we will talk about him. We have some regulating to do. Uh, have you ordered a pizza online from Little Caesars yet? If not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal Pickup. Now, what is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting a pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, a door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza. And whatever pizza you order, it's going to have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun. Give it a try. But it's only available at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. I don't have my fun music, but let's do some regulating. Boop, 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 ba doo doo. Dear Ron, Brick, <laughs> Brian, and Champ. <laughs> this comes to us from Dan in Wellington, Florida. All right, so pay attention here. This is interesting. I read this to my wife last night. We were debating it for like five minutes. I am dealing with a commissioner dilemma regarding playoff seating. I need you all to help me regulate. The initial round of the playoffs was seated correctly, but round two was seated incorrectly by default. The one played the five, and the two played the six wow. instead of the one versus six and two versus five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did not manually adjust the seating. Now, he is the commissioner, by the way. Everything was system generated. But as the commish, I feel I should have caught this error, but I didn't realize it until it was too late and the games had already started, so I let it ride out. As the number one seed, I beat the number five seed. And the number six seed ended up beating the number two seed. So it ended up being one versus six in the championship. Now, had the seeding been correct, I would have beaten the six seed. And the number five seed would have beaten the number two seed. So the team that really got screwed was the number five seed. What complicates the situation is that the number five seed is my younger brother, and he would have beaten me in the championship. As you can imagine, my little brother is in an uproar over this uproar, and he feels that he is the rightful champion. There was a $20 buy-in. I have ruled to keep the results as is, and I'm going to pay my brother back his, his entry fee. Um, should, I, should I give him the money uh, if, he, if he wins? Sorry, so, sorry, no. Should I give him the money? Should he be the rightful winner since if they had played it out properly, he would have won in the championship? What do you think? Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. You, what did you say, Jabe? You said yes? No. You said no. Yeah, no. I mean, you, it's it's a, a clerical error. You got to deal with the results. It, yeah, but that's why you've got to give the rightful winner his money. Because you made, especially since you made the mistake. Yeah, no. Just give him his money back. Wow, that's cruel. Yeah, it's just his brother. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. Sure. Let him, let him get the winnings. You acknowledge that Neither you made you the mistake, right? You made the mistake. You, you you said, all right, this is what would have happened, and then you're still going to keep the money? Man, I don't care if you're my brother or not. I'm not going to play in a fantasy league with you again. He's you the need right, to, he would you have need won. to make it right. Right. So give, give him the winner's share of the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I would, I would, I would uh, give that money to my younger brother. Um, as someone who has a brother, Dave and Jamie don't. I'm telling you, the right thing to do, Dan and Wellington, is give that money to brother. My wife well, because you're too. Because you're the younger brother, though. It doesn't matter. Eh. You know. You've been picked on your whole life. <laughs> that is true. Not by my brother. My brother never picked on me. My sister picked on me. Uh, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm so tough. From Nathan. One more, one more uh, regulators. I did it. I won the work league. Uh, this is funny. All right. Keep in mind, he's playing a guy in his championship round named Chris. I won the work league on some lucky bad plays by my opponent. In the final matchup, I faced off with our commissioner, Chris. Both of us did a lot of trash talking beforehand. In the final real drive of the Kansas City game, 
the Mahomes touchdown pass landed me a good 2.3 points ahead of him, and I still had my kicker, Dan Bailey, left to play on Monday. Since I didn't need the kicker's points anymore, I dropped Bailey so I could pick up the legendary free agent, Chris Blewett, to add to the bragging rights of the whole ordeal. I even changed my team name to Chris Blewett since my final opponent was Chris and he played Chubb, Carson, and Hopkins and thus he blew it. (laughs) Anyway, now Chris is mad. He's threatening to cancel the payout saying that playing a free agent kicker who isn't on a roster is collusion. What do you think? He's just being sore because you're rubbing it in. That is expert level trolling, by the way. Yeah. Like... A plus on the troll and you still deserve to be paid. But of course, what goes around comes around, man. Karma can be a, you know what? So don't be surprised if you, when you play Chris again and you lose a close game and he comes up with a great way to, uh, to trash talk you and he doesn't blow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, like the, it is not collusion, like benching a kicker for another kicker. That's is, yeah. But that's not even close to collusion. Right. So that's when two owners, work together or multiple work together to, to, you know, manipulate the league. This is not collusion. Pay the, pay the man is winning and you blew it, Chris. What can you say? All right. So he mentioned the Mahomes touchdown. Let's talk about Kansas city, 26, Chicago three, just cause it's the only game we haven't talked about. Um, I just got like the bears do not ever deserve to be on prime time until further notice. I'm sick and tired of watching them. They're boring as hell. They suck. No more. Any other takeaways from this game? No, you summed it up pretty good. Yeah, Damian Williams. <laughs> it was nice to see him have a, have a solid role, and for those who were brave enough to start him, he came through, and I think he could have another nice game against the Chargers in Week 17. He's just picking up right he where he left him. off. Depends on how many touches he gets. Well, you know that they're gonna they're obviously gonna play to win. I think you can count on the Chiefs starters to play at least three quarters. Sure, but if they find out scores in New England and Houston. They may decide to start resting. Are they playing? Oh, yeah, they're playing at the same time. So it's not like they're playing in advance. It's definitely possible. That's why it's three quarters instead of four quarters. It's, it's true. Um, seems like he's the only guy, Damian Williams, the only guy that they will give a big workload to. LaShawn McCoy was inactive. They're giving him a rest. Uh, oh, Tyree not, Kill. That, that might be the nice way of putting it. Fair enough. Yeah. Tyree Kill, his last four games, you know, he's only had one good game, really. He scored 5, 6, 18, and 7 non-PPR points. 10, 12, 23, and 12 PPR points. Thoughts, Tyreek Hill? You still start him because of that potential. But, I mean, the downside is just something you live with with him. And it's going to be that way next year, too. Yeah, he's just, that's what he is. Um, Yep, crazy And David Montgomery, just kind of another ho-ho, another whatever day. 13 carries, 57 yards, bad year disappointing okay uh so we'll finish up waiver wire i think we really talked about all of the quarterbacks that we needed to discuss again it's daniel jones andy dalton rg3 drew lock i don't think we mentioned drew lock did we uh no lock is uh is fourth for me i would take him behind dalton rg3 and then obviously daniel jones i would take him over rg3 but that's it he's facing oakland they give up the third most points. i wonder with rg3 if uh he's a free agent after this year right he is. If they give him an opportunity to have a showcase game. Because they clearly like him. They might not want to showcase him. They might want to keep him so he can back up Lamar next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I you see this from time to time that they get these opportunities. Go out there and earn your money. Okay, uh, running backs. So if you see Ronald Jones on waivers, 
He's 80% owned. He's got the Falcons. You going to buy back in? I would not take him ahead of Washington. I would not take him ahead of Gus Edwards. I would not take him ahead of Alexander Madison if he's out there and we find out that Madison's going to play. I would take him ahead of Travis Homer. Uh, Washington is the only one that I would not take. I would take ahead of Jones. But I'm not excited about Jones. He's a, okay. He, he's like the crappy version of Tyreek Hill at running back. There's volatility, but it's almost more often than not that he's not going to help your team. Washington is the prize here, 53% owned when he's been the featured guy. He's been really good. Then you got Gus, and you got Madison, you got Homer, you got Carryon Johnson. Let's talk about that. He's got the the Packers. What's your interest level in Carryon Johnson? 35% owned. Nah. I mean, the fact that I would take Travis Homer over him tells you where he is. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I, I I would take I would take him over Travis Homer. But you just said that Homer was your most running back. Your yeah, most. I'm taking that back. He sucks. Uh, I'm going to say that both of them are not going to be very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dion Lewis, Jamie. Um, this is only obviously if Derrick Henry does. Yeah, play. I mean, there there are some guys I put in here just you know as uh, you know precautionary. If if you get Derrick Henry, he's not going to play again. Then Lewis becomes a, a flex option for you. So um, it's not a bad pickup if you know depending on how your waiver wire was last week because he would get work. And I think that's something you just sort of hang your hat on in certain situations this week. Who is the best desperation play? Patrick Laird, Benny Snell, Frank Gore, Burkhead, Abdullah, Justice Hill, Marshawn Lynch, Boston Scott. Probably Justice Hill, just with the hope that they do decide to be a little cautious with Gus Edwards. I mean, could be Abdullah. Um, you know, if they just decide that Mike Boone was so bad that they want to give him more work. And then obviously Lynch, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a it's such a wild card. But, you know, if you're Seattle, there, there are two things that play here. If they end up winning, then they can get both Turbin and Lynch up to speed for a couple of weeks before their playoffs happen. But you also have to see what they have left for two guys that haven't played very much. So you wonder what they're going to do with them in such a big matchup for them. So. I, I feel bad for Seattle because they, they looked like a really tough team a couple weeks ago and then just all these injuries, Dwayne yeah. Brown on top of it with the running backs and the defense has been banged up. So it, it, even if they somehow managed to beat San Francisco, which could clearly happen, um, they they just don't feel like they have the chance to make a long playoff. I, I'd like to see it because it's always fun to watch, watch Russell Wilson, but um, you, know, you, you feel bad for a team that's had such a great year that is dealing with so many injuries at this point. Okay. So those are your running backs. I don't know if I mentioned this, but you know the, the Vikings get the Bears, and obviously the Bears, they don't have Akeem Hicks anymore. They don't have Roquan Smith. They also lost their defensive tackle, Eddie Goldman, really early in the game against the Chiefs uh, to a concussion. So they could really be suffering at, uh, in their run defense if you're looking at Madison or uh, Mike Boone, maybe. All right, wide receiver. I want to throw out three names here that could be available. They're owned in 70 to 80% of leagues. Brandon Cook's getting going a little bit, and he's got Arizona. Might get Patrick Peterson, though, who is who has been good the last two games. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder are at Buffalo. We don't know if Tredavious White's going to play. Uh, any interest in Cooks, Anderson, or Crowder? I guess I'd consider Anderson. He's probably the closest to a reliable flex that's out there. Yeah, you said Crowder and Anderson? Uh-huh, and Cooks. Yeah, I'd take Crowder over Anderson, for sure. Anderson's been playing well the past couple of weeks. And so has Crowder. The targets have been up, too. More targets than Anderson. All right. Um, priorities that we've talked about, Perryman and Shepard, if they're available. Justin Watson, 
Steven Sims for the Redskins, Anthony Miller, Dave, not so much. Jamie likes him. Uh, Greg Ward at the Giants, Kenny Stills against Tennessee. And look, Stills has been good two games in a row, five for 57. But he had nine targets last week, and he caught two touchdowns at Tennessee just a couple of weeks ago. He only had three targets, and Will Fuller will be out. It just hasn't, you know, that hasn't been a good thing necessarily for Stills, but there's no. certainly an opportunity there. No, he's given you 10 PPR points three of his past four games. Right, but last week the targets were up when Fuller went down, and you know you wonder if that's going to be the same against a secondary that's clearly struggled at times this year with all their injuries. And Cole Beasley, I mean, Cole Beasley shouldn't be doing this well. <laughs> he just what? had 100 yards against the Patriots. I, I would like him like... a lot more if we knew the Bills were playing. Everybody. For sure. Right. Oh, shit. No, I mean, like the reason... The reason why Cole Beasley shouldn't be doing this well is is Danny Amendola. Whenever you buy into Danny Amendola, he lets you down. Mohamed Sanu, when he was with the Falcons, whenever you bought into Mohamed mm-hmm. Sanu, he lets you down. How about That's the game I, a couple weeks Cole ago? Cole Beasley. Right. A couple Cole weeks Beasley ago against himself the Steelers. himself with the Cowboys would have some moments. But yeah, a couple weeks ago against the Steelers, right, he was a dud. But for the most part, it's like eight out of ten games or something, or it, it, seven out of nine games, whatever. He's been really good. The seven difference, out of I nine think, with 74 yards or a touchdown. The difference in... Cole Beasley with the Bills compared to Cole Beasley with the Cowboys is there were more mouths to feed there. There's not as many mouths to feed in this Buffalo offense. So that's why I think he's having more sustained success. But I I think, you know, it's just if he if if he was if you say right now he's playing the four quarters against his Jets defense, I mean he's a borderline must start guy in PPR. Right. It's true. Uh Tilarius is only owned in forty eight percent of leagues. I know it's it hasn't all been late in the season. It's gone on for nine weeks now. He's been pretty good. Yeah, was he at catch still just 48%. I want to see because... Uh... It's a career high, or close to a career high. One of the other, He's averaging 12 PPR points a game. He's been over 12 PPR points four of his past five. So he's going to fall short of what... Because uh, Prisco, P. Prisco, drink, um, said he was going to catch 80-plus <laughs> passes. Um, he would need 13 to get there. Yeah. And well, that's not I his high in terms water. of catches. Don't he had 75. That. He had 75 catches in 2016. All right. Hunter Renfro um picked up where he left off. Seven catches, 170 107 yards and a touchdown at the Chargers. And now he gets Denver. You got Chris Conley. You got John Ross. Are you, are you interested in John Ross only if Tyler Boyd doesn't play? Sure. I would I would consider him in that case. I'm sorry, what was the question? John Ross, if there's no Tyler Boyd. I like John Ross either way. He'd be better without Tyler Boyd, obviously. Uh, Deontay Johnson, your thoughts on him at Baltimore? It's it's just so risky to trust him with Devlin Hodges in your fantasy championship, but he's in this conversation of all these guys that could be boomer bust number three wide receivers. I like, right, I like him as the best Steelers receiver this week, though. Here, here are some whatabouts. Uh, Muhammad Sanu. It might sound weird. He hasn't done anything lately, but the Dolphins have allowed 80 yards or a touchdown to 11 wide receivers in their last five games. I wonder if that helps. I wonder if that helps Harry more than Sanu. Yeah. uh, Heath asked me this because apparently I'm the narrative guy. So he said, uh, (laughs) ask me, he said, I need a narrative to run by you. Um, Does Brady go for seven touchdowns to try and distance himself to pull ahead of Drew Brees and, and get a little distance? I guess he's right now. He's five behind. So, (laughs) <laughs> Breeze would have to throw one for him to stay ahead, I guess, right? If he throws seven, he'd only have to throw one to no. stay ahead. He's five oh, for behind. Brady Bra- to stay ahead, yes. If yes. Brady threw seven, Breeze would only be 
have to be limited to one. Um, right. There is the chance that the Saints start to pull some guys back. Uh, oh, no, I guess there wouldn't be because uh, they need... They, they got to win. No, they have to wait to the night game. They have to wait for Sunday night, right? right. So it doesn't matter. But if they'll, they they'll lose, play. then it, they can't get anything. Right, right, right. But they, I mean, they could back their way into they're, two. They're, they're playing to win, so I guess they'll be out there for, for four quarters. Um, the uh, <laughs> Brady going for seven. As crazy as it sounds... The Dolphins are so bad, right? And so, like, uh, one of our producer, or Andrew Bomber, who's who's producing this show as well, um, he was he was standing by my desk when this happened, and, and he said, "You know for sure that they're in meetings right now with Josh McDaniels. Like, anytime we're inside the five, there's no chance they're running it. It's going to be all throws. So you have one of these games where Brady goes for multiple touchdowns. I wouldn't shock me. The question is though, who's going to catch the scores? Is it going to be like last week where it was Lacoste? The week before where it was James White? You know, uh, Edelman's clearly banged up, but." Well, if he's throwing seven, there's a good chance everybody's going to throw one. Right, of course. <laughs> um, I don't think he's going to throw seven. This, uh, I'll, I'll say that safely. What do you think, three? I think three is what, what realistic, yeah. Two more guys. Yeah, look, I, two two wide receivers are, are going to do well for the Patriots, I promise. I just have no idea who it's going to be other than Edelman. Uh, Danny Amendola, could you go right back to him against Green Bay? And then I, I really like, I'll see what the prices, is, uh, prices are on FanDuel, but Alan Lazard, he was good against the Lions uh, earlier this season, everyone's pretty good against the Lions. This actually might be a game where Aaron Rodgers does well. I think he's a sneaky little sleeper, Alan Lazard. I'm with uh, you. Uh, off a nine-target game. He, uh, you know, this was supposed to be the Jay Kumaro game going into the week. That's what the Packers were talking about, trying to get him more involved. They are desperate for a second receiver. They are absolutely desperate, and that factors in the tight ends as well. They just right now they're running on Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones carrying this offense, and it's making Aaron Rodgers look very pedestrian. So, um, if if it's Lazard, Lazard, remember that was, this was the game where he didn't know his name and he said, "Can we thirteen? Uh, is that his number? Um, can we get thirteen in there?" And that was after uh, whatever his name was had the ball bounce off his face mask and turned to interception. So this was Lazard's, you know, coming out performance was against Detroit. Maybe it happens again, but, you know, it just goes back to, I think, you're really desperate if you're starting these guys at this point in the season. But they're not bad fan duel calls, yes. Yeah. By the way, uh, Aaron Rodgers was so was not good Monday night, man. Because I, I agree. I mean, the, the lack of a number two wide receiver has killed him. But he was just off. Uh, he's he been that way for a couple of weeks. There he, were a couple of throws that I bet he wishes he had back. He looked really off in the first half. He looked a little bit better in the second half. Um, but yeah, he's just, you know, they're, they're not winning. And, and for all this talk, it's going to get brought up again because Mike McCarthy interviewed for the Panthers job. It's the offense doesn't look that much different. No, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't but you know, they're running the play the clock down to does. zero all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. That timeout they had to burn at one point was really bad. All right, anyway, let's finish up here with the tight ends. We love Dallas Goddard. Well, we love Tyler Higby. If you can find him, you know, hold on to him forever. And uh, Dallas Goddard, Jonu Smith, Caden Smith, Jacob Hollister. Dave likes Jacob Hollister a little bit more than Jamie does. How do we feel about O.J. Howard against Atlanta? They have been 70 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in seven of their last 10 games. And Mike Gesicki at New England, who actually kind of struggles against tight ends. How do we feel about Howard and Gesicki? I'd rather have Gesicki. I've had it with Howard. Yeah, I'd rather have Howard than Gesicki. I, I just think the Patriots defense is going to destroy the Dolphins. I got one for you. I got another sleeper for you. Hayden Hurst. Or maybe it's Nick Boyle. But one yeah. of those guys against Pittsburgh. I yep. bet it would be Hurst and not Boyle. Yeah, I bet they Hurst give is, him playing time. is the better of the two. But they'll split targets, and it's just risky. It's funny to do this show. 
when like 90% of what I've said, or what we've said, is just not going to apply to anyone. <laughs> really you know, is. it's like there are two teams left. Nobody is starting Hayden Hurst. Like, you just, you don't have to go for Caden Smith on the waiver wire, most likely, but hey, maybe we'll help someone. Well, I mean, we'll if, if the Zach Hurts owner yeah. doesn't have him. Right. If Hurst yeah, is that's out, true. That's a good call. And if, if you're setting a lineup for daily, these are players yeah. that we can start to go through. We should probably be on top of these prices. Uh, DST, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Cowboys, and the Falcons. Kicker, Fairbairn, Folk, Crosby, Seibert. And Dave, uh, you're about to go on a little trip, so we'll talk to you in January. Let's get some Week 17 predictions. Who makes the playoffs? The Raiders. Easy pack. <laughs> uh, I'm telling I'll you, they're, say, they're in. Bold call. Nah, the Titans will get in as the sixth seed. Uh, Bills are already the five seed, Texans four seed, Chiefs three seed, and that means the Patriots are the two seed. And then in the NFC, it'll be Vikings six seed. That would mean the Seahawks are the fifth seed, fourth seed Eagles, third seed uh, Saints, two seed Packers, one seed Niners. I think yeah. that's how it works. Uh, yeah, I actually am believing. 40% of me really thinks the Raiders are going to make the playoffs, so I'm going to stick with that. And I'll everything else Dave I said, would, I'll, I'll I would take. much rather see the Raiders over the Steelers, but I'd rather see the Titans over both. Same. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, good chance. So if, if the Titans lose, but the Steelers also lose, the Titans have the tiebreaker over the Steelers, right? If they both lose and the Raiders lose... Well, forget the Raiders for a second. The Titans have the tiebreaker over the Steelers, right? <laughs> yes. They need the so Titans to lose to the Steelers. Yes. <laughs> you okay, Adam? What was that? No, I'm coughing. I don't know. I think you it's sound like me at the end of the radio show on Saturday. <laughs> oh, did you do that? Oh, my voice left me with five minutes to go. All right. Well, da 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 da. I'm out of here for Dave for Jamie. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk to you later. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you're celebrating. Happy holidays. We do have a show tomorrow. We'll talk to you then.